Hey, this is Adam Green, creator of the Hatchet franchise and the TV show Holliston, and you are listening to Nightmare Junkie. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that respects anyone that can solve a Rubik's Cube. My name is Greg, and on today's very special episode, we're going trick-or-treating as we're handing out what we hope is the equivalent to a full-size candy bar with our first-time trick-or-treat episode. And whether or not you have bitten into an apple with a razor blade, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. And of course, in between trick-or-treating at houses, uh, you can check out what we're doing here online on social media. We're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on that book of face where we do have an events tab, which again leads to shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, October 30th, Screenland Armor. Man, we've got you taken care of indoor, outdoor, and virtually. And our latest Friday Night Fright is finding us doing the time warp again as we're going to be watching a sing-along version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Now, it is important to note we are not utilizing... um, props in this case uh, in the day of covid we don't need things flying around but we are encouraging you to sing along so dare i say don't dream it be it Uh, and then that next friday of course we want to let you know what we're doing Uh, we are going to go back to elm street with the original 1984 classic a nightmare on elm street now of course there are going to be a number of other horror and genre films playing indoors uh including Hocus Pocus, uh, a Halloween double feature, The Thing, and much more. So make sure to head over to Screenland.com to check that out. And of course, they do have some outdoor double features still going on. So bundle up on Friday because you are going to be seeing the original Universal Classic Frankenstein. Why am I doing a vampire thing for Frankenstein? That's totally messed up. It should be Frankenstein. And that is going to be followed up by John Carpenter's The Thing. And then speaking of John Carpenter, that next Saturday night, uh, we're going to be watching the original Halloween from 1978 and following that up with Halloween from 2018. And I have never watched them back to back like that. So that's going to be my first time. And I am really looking forward to that. Now, of course, virtually, Screenland has you taken care of as well as Panic Fest presents Trick and Treats, which was kind of the inspiration of this episode. Now, this is going to be a mini kind of panic film fest in many ways but it is all going to be virtual it starts on friday october 30th this very day the the episode is released and carries on to november 1st so that being said what can you see or hear well my goodness they have going to have features new ones and repertory screenings uh they're going to have a number of short film showcases and of course a number of zoom oriented events that you would see normally at a film festival including a horror debate that was put on between us at Nightmare Junkhead and our fine friends at the Fright Day podcast. Uh, so check out panicfilmfest.com slash tricks for the full lineup and access to this wonderful virtual event. Now, if you all have probably noticed, uh, I am minus one genius McGee. And that is because, oh my goodness, there has been a lot going on here in the world. 
duh, obviously. And here into and it's no different here at Nightmare Junkhead. So we needed to take kind of a break this week, but we wanted to make sure to put out some content. And quite honestly, we had to go to the nerd well with this one. And also technically, the film we're gonna be talking about is decidedly non-horror. So whether or not this episode is a trick for you or a treat will depend, but we're going to be pulling out our live Nerds of Nostalgia episode that we did where we talked Weird Al Yankovic's UHF. And this is, number one, one of Genius's favorite all-time films. Uh, this is also the first time I watched UHF, so it's an interesting experience. I hope you all enjoy it. Now, next week, we will come back with our annual Halloween hangover episode to kind of let you know how the month of October treated us, all the films we watched, the events that we attended virtually and in person. And of course, here in the month of November, I do believe we are going to be looking to the skies and the terror that does come from spice. So hope you all enjoy it. And again, hopefully you all have a very safe Halloween out there, whether you are socially distanced trick-or-treating, whether you're going to a socially distanced indoor theater or whether you are doing a movie marathon at your house, just do it safely, come back to us, and we will definitely see you in your dreams. Well, we are Nerds Indeed here on the Nerds of Nostalgia podcast, coming to you live from the craziest TV studio that is Screenland Tapcade here in Kansas City, Missouri. Tapcade, how is this live studio audience doing tonight? Wow, it sounds like people are ready to drink from the fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And I would like to welcome those in the audience and those listening at home to our 11th Monday Mystery Movie Night of the Year. And we're almost through our journey yeah. of the oddly 80s here, Genius. Right. Pretty soon, the oddly 80s is definitely going to be another time. Another, another place, place. <laughs> right? Well, this actually, this journey here that we're going through is one that takes us through the wonderful land of television. And honestly, this, this particular pick, much like the majority of the back end here of the oddly 80s, is all you, Genius McGee. Well, in fairness, when we first started this many years ago i was like "Ooh, let's show uhf i was like super like this is one of the ones that, like we got to show it at some point in time you know and like finally the stars are aligned and we showed one of my absolute all-time favorite movies of all time well and this is one that dare i say is our thanksgiving to everyone here everyone that is a listener of the show because <laughs> it's a turkey yeah <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and you know that's a horrible segue. But before we got things started, and I guess it is an awful segue here, but I wanted to make mention. Um, you know, obviously, when we have some of the icons pass, uh, you know, I'm now in my 40s. Uh, the older we get, unfortunately, as time moves on, right, it does indeed take people away. And we lost someone that, dare I say, their DNA makes up the very essence of the podcast. Uh, but last week, we lost Stan Lee. Yeah. Sorry, true believers. Yeah, Excelsior indeed. Yeah. That one hurt. Yeah, that it did. hurt quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, it did. He created universes, some of our favorite universes. Well, I mean, like I said, the DNA is in the podcast, but dare I say in the popular culture as well. Oh, yeah. You know, what transcended us nerds that, you know, Stan the Man was once a commodity that was only beholden to nerds. On the soapbox. Oh, oh Stan's soapbox? Mm -hmm. I mean, the man gave out no prizes. You know, that's ingenious. Yeah. Like, here's your no prize. What is it? Well, let's say no it's prize. It's a no prize. Congratulations. Uh -huh. Oh, you know, Stanley. He, he created the internet back in the day with the soapbox, with, you know, the letters in the backs. But also, he created, you know, so many childhoods. 
Spider-Man. Uh-huh. The Fantastic Four. X-Men. Oh, good Lord. With great power. Comes great responsibilities. He is responsible for all of that. So, obviously, his passing cuts a cord. And, I, you know, ultimately, we don't want... This is not a, you know, podcast of sadness. But we do want to pay respect. So, But an excelsior to you, good r- sir. Indeed. So, if you are drinking something, raise your glasses. On the count of three, let's all say excelsior. So, raise your glasses. One, two, three. True believers. Ah. Ah. All right. Let us then celebrate the idea of, you know, popular culture with a film that now I realize, genius, and I don't know if this is maybe your, like, Machiavellian, you know, (laughs) your webs that are going on here, but we've now done two-thirds of your magic tape. Right. There we go. Now, next year, we're going to show No Holds Barred, and then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you see? And then we... <laughs> the people have spoken. <laughs> they want Dookie. Dookie? <laughs> no. Oh, the, the, um, the magic mixtape is almost complete, and it only took us four years. <laughs> it, well, and it, you know what? It could Because it had to come here and the oddly 80s. Because yes. this film came out in 1989, so it's on the cusp of the oddly 80s. It is ushering the 80s out. Now, if we were more poetic... We would have shown this in December as we mm-hmm. ushered, you know, the 80s out. However, we do have another, dare I say, present for you in December. Uh-huh. Once again, we're giving Christmas the finger. <laughs> so it's going to be awesome. But what is, you know, you, obviously, if you've ever listened to the podcast, this is something part of, dare I say, a drinking game or nerd bingo. But tell us your initial experience with okay. this Fine featured film. This movie, I, I when I say I, it's one of my favorites, uh, with no hyperbole at all, out of all the movies that I've ever seen and ever just watched or wanted to see, this one has been a constant from day uh, a while. <laughs> my first thing, I saw this movie, not in the theater, but at the drive-in. And this movie became one of, that night became one of my favorite movie-going experiences of all time. Now, do you remember what was on the tail end? Oh, yes, I do, good sir. Oh, yes, I do. It was UHF, then it was Michael Keaton's Batman, and then it was UHF again. Wait, wait, you had a Batman sandwich with UHF as the bread? Yes. That's that's delicious. Yes, it is. It was one of, I was like, whoa, I was all of nine years old, just like, whoa, this is great, because I'm cracking up at UHF. I'm just cracking my ass off. My mom thinks it's the stupidest fucking movie ever. She goes, this movie is dumb. This movie really doesn't give a lot to the parents that probably bought their kids to this film. <laughs> no, Unless their parents are cool, well, yeah. because like. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of like older people, not older, oh, but no. all, we're, for, we're in have, our 40s. I right? have a list of references we're going to go through <laughs> that I'm like, younger audiences are going to go, I've lost that. Right. But these are all adults, except Shorty. Shout out to Shorty, who finally came to a Monday mystery movie. Night, Which because is awesome. this is the only Monday mystery movie night that she could attend because everything else is like piss on the Yankees and all that other kind of stuff so, and like FMKs and whatnot. So, like, this is the one that she could do. And I should p- point out, she's not in the audience right, now. Right. She's gone now. She goes, Uncle Jay, are you, Uncle Genius, are you going to start doing your show yeah and my brother's like we have to go now <laughs> and so um, that and that's half our audience dare i say we're 80s pg yes yeah we're 80s pg 13 <laughs> i like 80s pg better <laughs> no this is one so by a round of applause by any chance who just experienced uhf for their first time a few people now what you also ne- wouldn't necessarily see uh on a audio podcast but I also 
Genius, genius, ask me. Hey, hey, Greg, have yeah. you ever seen UHF? UHF? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Which is so fucking weird to me because like, our whole relationship has been a lie because, like, I've been throwing out UHF references from, like, the get. Oh, and I'm, like, call and response, you know, dizzy to your bird. You know, you throw it right. out, I throw it back because that's what's strange. So we do a, uh, a weekly horror podcast <laughs> called Nightmare Junkhead, and we have a segment on that podcast called... I've seen that. Which one of us or both of us dare admit and confess to our audience of 12 of the fact that of, of a film that we have faked knowing in popular, polite culture. And For a while. <laughs> oh, many years. And it's through the advent of trailers, through YouTube, through just knowing what we know. I could hold my own with you on UHF. To the point when we asked everyone as we were screening who's seen it for the first time. I was shocked as shit when you raised your hand. You did like one of those like Paul Rudd double takes. Like, what? Yeah, no, it was crazy because I was like, what you say, charlatan? Heavens. Well, and I because I knew it was such a film that meant so much to you, and I knew enough about it that I couldn't just admit, no, I haven't. And again, I don't understand why but I do, do you that. Know, if you would have, if you would have just admitted, I would have been like, oh, we're fucking watching it right now. But I and didn't so want the shame of that at the time. You know, strangely <laughs> enough, I it's, it's the shame none. Shame none. It's not it's just a weird Al Yankovic's gonna come out as a shame none. Shame, shame. But with an accordion shame. rather than uh-huh. a bell. Uh huh. Or Billy Barty. One of the, uh, one of the oh. magical character actors is in this movie. Well, and that's Chocked what's full. That's the th- that's the beauty in watching it the first time is realizing, oh my God, Billy Barty's in the film, and on top of that, he's the cameraman, <laughs> w- which means Noodles McIntyre. Every single one of his shots is a Dutch angle, which makes Channel sixty two so much more dramatic without even knowing it. It's amazing. <laughs> that was one of the first things. Channel sixty two, shit. Here in Kansas City. We had a Channel 62. We grew up with a channel. I, I feel so cheated now me, not knowing no, that. No, you should have been that growing up. Growing up when you're like, okay, cool, Channel 62. Where the fuck is Wheel of Fish? I want to see the Druid Worshippers Hour. I want Name That Stain. Exactly. <laughs> Bowling for Burgers with Chef Bernie. Where the fuck <laughs> is that? I want Town Talk with George with the lesbian Nazi hookers abducted by UFOs and forced into going to weight loss programs. That's glorious. If only we were really doing this, I'd hit the shit out of you with a chair at this point. <laughs> Roadmaps! <laughs> that's some references that, that's, yeah. Okay, let's. that's a great place to start because I mentioned this film could not be made today, and especially with the references that we have in this particular film. Mm-hmm. Let's go down the line here. So first and foremost, number one, the whole idea of a UHF station is the thing of the past. It does not exist anymore. Right. This is, for those of kids who don't know of context, <laughs> UHF was the top knob where you had to... No, you have to go way back now to the bottom and top knob, and we're not talking dirty. <laughs> no. This is like legit like Dude, technical talk. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I should say until Genius throws it through his filter. <laughs> but no, legitimately, and these are back in the days when you had TV antenna. And the rabbit ears, and they like, had foil on and them. the power of tinfoil. Yeah. It was a magical device, and it was all these things that we strove to do to get in particular stations. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I guess the top knob was kind of the trash knob. Well, the top, yeah, because then you had four, no, it, it stopped at like 20, because it had four, five, nine, 
Oh no! It was the bottom was the where bottom the, knob? The bottom knob was the, the was you got the, the really was good, the good double channel. digits. Yeah, the bottom the top knob was where you had the uh, ABC, NBC, and blah blah blah. But the bottom stuff is where you got channel forty one, channel, channel sixty two, and all that good stuff. Because back in the day, back in the day, the UHF stations not that like they didn't give a fuck, but they played like cool stuff because channel 62 was the one that showed elvira channel 62 was the one that had uh, channel 41 was cremation mortem channel 62 used to show reruns of mystery science theater uh they had all the old and another thing they had all the old reruns of the old tv shows beverly hillbillies i love lucy father knows best all lassie fucking Dennis mr the, ed mr hello yeah so yeah, uh, it, was, it was a great time to have such good channels. We have great channels now, but there was just something about turning the knob like you're opening up a safe and you're hitting the gold of that one magical movie or, or a show. Or it could be the lament configuration. And again, angels <laughs> to some. Such sites to show you demons to others. Indeed. That's what like the UHF station was for many of us because it was a lot of the stuff that was maybe even educational. Mm-hmm. Like this is ultimately where, well, no, was it Channel 19 for us? Was that PBS? Yeah, that was PBS. Okay. Because that's now, where I used to watch Benny Hill. <laughs> I would get, get in so much trouble. Like, you're not watching that Benny Hill, Ma. All right, JR, you know, Ma. <laughs> yep. That was a sneak watch for you? Yes, it was. Because it had a little bit of tawdriness. A little bit of rivalry. And so, like, yeah, that he's a dirty old man. You shouldn't be watching. Oh, nothing's going to happen. It won't affect me older. Up And, like, here I am. Yeah, I just want to say, like, yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> you know. chased your... around by, like, gorillas and old-time bobbies and shit. Running real fast. <laughs> There's nothing better than seeing you run at, like, one and a half speed. It's just, it's always entertaining. <laughs> Cussing the whole way. God damn it. Shit. Well, then the other thing that I realized while watching this film is I was kind of watching it through, dare I say, a a youthful lens. And I realized that kind of UHF is kind of this day's YouTube channels. Like some of the stuff, dare I say, I subscribe to. I'm like, oh, I'd I'd watch the shit out of that on a YouTube clip show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of that. Wheel of Fish. You know what? Stanley Powell, he did the first unboxing video with his cereal. He did. Free toy inside. He legit, I realized, like, oh, my God, like, this movie is very prescient yeah. to the entertainment that we're consuming today. I think that's something to be said about the movie. Weird Al's always been kind of ahead of his time. And so, like, the and, Weird Al movie, of course. Well, and he's another figure that, growing up in the 80s, it's been kind of wonderful to see the journey of Weird Al to go from, like, the butt of many jokes to where you took shit for liking Weird Al mm-hmm. to now where it's, like, this Weird Al chic that... Everyone loves Weird Al. He's selling out stadiums and shit, and Multiple his tickets times. aren't cheap, neither. No. no. <laughs> but here's the thing about Weird Al. Weird Al now looks weird, and I don't mean like no, good no. weird. This, this UHF, that's my Weird Al. Well, see, what I love about my Weird Al, no, what I love about Weird Al is you, he's so complex, and I'm not joking when I say that, but you could like actually multiply him, subsection Cronenberg him into many like oh, obvious, yeah. dubious layers, but for me it comes down to two simple things. Pre-mustache, post-mustache. I agree. There is that strange time when I thought it was like he was like Samson. Like if he lost the mustache, he would lose his power. Yeah. But no, he actually was like, no, I can adapt with the times. Because, you know, unfortunately, nowadays the mustache doesn't have the power 
that, that it, it did. once did. That went right. resting upon Big Al's lips, resting upon Cheech Marin's lips as well. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of mustaches behind us this year, <laughs> and again another time, another place, the oddly '80s where you can't get away with must even nowadays. Hell, when I was wearing a mustache for the Cannonball Run, I got dubious looks from people because I was merely wearing a mustache. I gave you a dubious look when I came to your door, and I'm like, "Hey, you want to? What the hell?" Like, uh, I'm sorry, I must have the wrong house. Is <laughs> You're supposed to be knocking on my door telling me that you're in the neighborhood, not vice versa. It, it's kind of rough. It's kind of rough. That's why I am in full beard now, full beard. Plus it's cold. Yeah, plus it's cold. Indeed, I'm practical. <laughs> now, the other thing, and I'm going to ask by who here, and again, just show of hands really quick, got a uh, the mashed potatoes scene. Did anyone understand that reference? Okay, that's another thing we were wondering if if anybody was going to get. Ah, fuck it. We were wondering if anybody's going to get, because once again, that was an old reference. There was a lot of old references, and I think that's why this movie could only be done in the 80s, because, like, what is it, one of the celebrity wrestling was with Mikhail Gorbachev? Who the fuck talks about Mikhail Gorbachev nowadays? But if you grew up in the 80s, you knew exactly who that was, plus that little Florida on his uh well and what's great is how gorbachev became the butt of so many jokes in films like this and we'll get into let dare i say what i didn't realize was how much of a spoof film this was in the vein of airplane Mm -hmm. in the vein of one naked gun oh yeah that does feature a said gorbachev joke Uh like (laughs) when he wipes it off he's gorbachev was all over the 80s now this one also features something that again doesn't exist which is so weird but the advent of mtv an actual music, music video. Video, a full music video. Because Greg, we, you're, Greg was asking me like, oh, yeah. he's gonna pl- is he playing the whole song? I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, it's a whole video in the middle of the movie. And we've seen quite a few indulgent films here lately, um, all the way from Suspiria yeah. to a Mandy. But I don't know an entire music video in your own movie. I'll let it pass. I, in fairness, I liked Mandy a lot. Uh, but I'll take UHF. I'll watch UHF over again. Well, you know what? That makes me mad as hell. And I'm, I'm not, not going to take t- it anymore. This throws in a network reference. This is now there's that's for your your, your yeah. cool parents. Uh-huh. That's the reference that you I'm. Well, no, I'm not going to say you weren't sophisticated enough as when you were like 13. Or oh, no, I know I wasn't. Younger. I wasn't. I was like, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. And I got my toothbrush with no frame of reference. So, yeah. Okay, just checking, just checking. Oh, yeah. Who throws that in? But dare I say, someone that rides the line of genius. Yeah. That is the Weird Al. Now, another one here. Badgers. Badgers? We don't need no stinking bad. Okay, fucking Raul's Wild Kingdom cracked my ass up. First of all, nature's suction cup when he like flicks the turtle up, and then and then when he shakes the uh, he's shaking the ant farm. Oh look, they're really mad now. But I heard so many laughs and shocks of gasps when he goes, "We're teaching poodles how to fly," and he just tosses out that poodle, and you hear, and then you hear. And did you notice the pile of, a poodles, pile of, of poodles, poodles at the bottom? Just like, <laughs> and it's such a quick throwaway gag yes. that even as seen it the first time, on the very bottom of the screen, my eyes went right to it and going, "Oh, that's a pile of poodles." That's yeah. so horribly twisted. But see, that's the cool thing I like about this movie because even though there's a there's a lot of gags, a lot so of gags, each one has a lot of good detail and it's well delivered. Like uh, even the um, the the, the bandsaw. The ba- okay, the ba- okay. Oh, there's another reference. Emo Phillips is a comedian that, if you grew up around a certain time, there's a few pe- us old folks going, "Yeah, we remember." 
Bloomberg. My dad said if you love Jesus, just throw your hands up in the air. And so I did. And then I fell off the roller coaster. So... That's an actual emo Phillips. Oh, no, no. I Yes, I yeah. I loved him at one many a points, and he's still around performing. It's great. But he's got such a specific shtick that if – but even without it, just call me Mr. Mr. Butterfingers. When he look, when he goes, this sophisticated piece of machinery like this. The pause. Table's off. Table's off. And then he gives <laughs> That cracked my shit up. And it was, has. I'm not going to lie. It was genuinely good, of course, to experience the film for the first time, but also hearing people react in such a way. And I told you that if I quote along too oh. much with this movie, let me know. I felt like I had to get like a stun gun at a certain points, man. It's just like, okay, let me let me enjoy the film. Damn it, genius. Let me enjoy the film. Now I know what it's like watching Predator with Mount Baldy. So, yeah. That is very true. Very true. Um, speaking of the cast... Uh, top to bottom, this is one of those films that I enjoy because they employ quite a few character actors. Mm -hmm. Again, we love character actors on the podcast. Those people, you know their faces, but you don't know their names. And top to bottom, actually, it's kind of wonderful. And I'll start with Victoria Jackson, which is another, I guess, kind of a deep pull from the SNL days, if you will. But also an, another time, another place. Because even when she was on, even even when she was on SNL, she still wasn't the big one on SNL. You know, she was one of those characters on the side. Yeah. Uh, but again, a, a character actor. Mm -hmm. uh, the one though that always steals, that stole this film for me, and I knew he was in the film because he's kind of playing. And this entire film was kind of built on the whole snobs versus slobs kind of uh, trope. But what I love about it is the fact that they got Kevin McCarthy playing the Ted Knight role, basically, as the snobs, as that stuffy old man this, that this is... Just wonderful and awful and just awesome. evil. Just like when they're like, hey, RJ, and everything stops. And he, he's like, hmm, trespassing. Because he just ate so much scenery, and you could tell he was having a good time. And this was my very first exposure to Kevin McCarthy. So every time he comes up and like other things that I've seen, I always had that musical sting that was behind him, that... Dun, 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 dun. That is a perfect musical sting to me. It's beautiful. And I can only imagine then when you finally see like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. When You're you... next. Dun, 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 dun. How paranoia can drive one man into the media. Yeah. It works. And that's the other thing. And I don't want to necessarily, we're, we don't go in a soapbox, but also just the battle of the media itself, mm -hmm. the misogyny and the inherent misogyny and stuff. Again, UHF, very prescient. Yeah. There, it's a next level film. It's the in, it's incepting of like the Weird Al. What did he say? Broads don't belong in broadcasting. broadcasting. And she's like, Ugh. and then he goes, how many times have I told them never called chicks chicks broads? And I was like, you're so slimy. It's wonderful. You'd love to hate him because oh. he's just so awful. He but he plays the part so perfect because he's he's dare well. And I recently had a chance to uh, host a screening of uh, this is Spinal Tap. So sp he went to eleven and a lot of his in mm -hmm. a lot of his his roles there. And then also Spinal Tap. Fran Drescher also connected in this film. Love it. But see the thing about Kevin McCarthy and also one of my favorite gags in this. The whole my all my all the gags are favorite in oh, this one. Yeah, but one that was so good because he plays it so straight. <laughs> You know, even though he's chewing up the scenery, he, he, there's no, there's no laughter, there's no you know anything. But he goes and take that ridiculous thing off, and then he just pulls off his mustache. 
That was so stupid. This movie was so stupid, but so what did like. Your, do you remember how your mom reacted when you saw this? Oh, she said that she goes, "This is the stupidest fucking movie ever." She didn't say fucking movie, but she goes, "This is the stupidest movie ever." I hate this movie. She said she hates this movie, and we were halfway through it. And I was like, it'll get better, it'll get better. I'm having a great time. It didn't. It just got worse to her, but it got better to me. And then she didn't like Batman that much, so I was like, can we stay for UHF? And she was asleep, so I'm like, I'm going to take that as a yes. So, <laughs> Well, then we also get Michael Richards as Stanley Spadowski, which he kind of, let's, I mean, he's kind of the breakout character of this uh-huh. movie. Would you? Oh, yeah. He's, the, he's one of the, like, he's the, one of the big ones. He's the main, and I mean, it's such like a a basically a, tr- a pre run for his Kramer. It completely yeah, his Kramer. Pre Kramer. Kramer. Like every nuance, every reaction, the shakes and the and the big reactions. Well, and, and when and I was watching it the first time, when he gets the opportunity to host the the TV show, and you just got that very ominous shot of him walking into the studio. I was like, holy shit, this movie could go a totally different direction. When you just got this crazed janitor in this room full of like decidedly bored kids like ooh what's your name billy <laughs> billy what talks <laughs> that loogie well the him? fire hose could have had an entirely di- you know what is it it does something or it gets the fire hose yeah, again uh, yeah it puts the lotion it gets the marble out the oatmeal or else it gets the lotion again hey d- okay did anybody and else you, want to play that because i've wanted to, i wanted to play marlo in the wheel. like all this shit that, everything in uhf i've wanted to do or to watch. Let's see. Okay, go down the line. We had the uh, the wheel of fish. Yeah, I do that. You do that. Yeah, you so stupid. <laughs> stupid. Uh, we had. Let's see. Would you be in the audience with Town Talk? Fuck yeah, I'd be in the audience with Town Talk because at the end they're all like getting ready to fight. Hell yeah, I'll beat up some Nazis. I'll beat up some Nazis and clan members all goddamn day. Plus that evil little girl. She's getting that it. That took out the Jason? Yeah, that took out the Jason. Not on the Jason. Right. A bad seed indeed. Uh, what were some of the other uh, ones that we had through there? Uh, we had Secrets of the Universe. Ah, uh, yes, with Fire. Uh, let's see, that the Town Talk with George. We had um, <laughs> bloopers and practical jokes when that guy just trips that old lady. I'm like, ah. Eh. <laughs> uh, and you know what? There was There's so many things that is just just random and and funny to me like for example i don't know why but i crack up every time i hear it at the very very end when that biker comes in hey everybody they're back that just is the funniest thing to me and i don't know why i thought he said hey everyone let's riot (laughs) and then everyone started getting together i'm like holy shit when did this this movie took another weird turn no the one that got me and it made me laugh and it was one of those that kind of festered for a while, but it was that Rubik's Cube gag. No, oh, that was brilliant. That is one of the most funniest things ever. Okay, so let me set it up. There's this this the hobo. The change, you got change, che- mister. Chekhov's change. Exactly. Seriously. Exactly, because the first one's a joke. The second one, you're like, that's not funny. And then the third one, you're like, oh, well played, movie. Well played. Like a number two pencil. Uh-huh. But uh, no, so let me set the joke up. So fucking, uh, so there's this hobo and this blind man sitting on a park bench, and the blind man's fucking with the Rubik's cube, and he's like, "Is this it?" And the hobo's like, "Nope." And he go, "Is this it?" Nope. nope. Is this it? Nope. I can just picture that that's going on in my mind. You can oh, just they're see, still like, doing the it as sun coming up and then the sun going down, the sun, snow on the ground and then flower. It is this that, it? Nope. It <laughs> takes that Futurama, the passing of Seymour, which is like the saddest thing ever. But just, you know, and it adds that layer to it. I can I can get behind that. I think that's the funniest that, thing that sold me on the on the film. But then also and, and plots are us. 
where oh, they had geez. the bodies just sticking out of the ground yeah. and spatulas. Sti- I like the company so well, I like their spatulas so much. I, I bought the company. Also, and this is another thing that only existed in the '80s, and I guess the advent of the salad bar. Yeah. But Wendy's back in the day. We're gonna get very nostalgic here. A few of you are already shaking your heads. You know where I'm going with the salad and the potato bar. Oh hell yeah! That was the only reason to go to Wendy's back in the day. Still that, is. You made a Sunday night out of a out of a meal like in a trip like that. That was you would plan your week around it. That was beautiful. So a salad bar at a funeral home. Sign me up. Yep, exactly. It's got a sneeze. It's got a sneeze, sneeze guard, which is appropriate, Very given true. you're going to be mourning. Uh huh. Um, you don't want like snot all over the croutons. Yeah, you think it's funny till it's not. Uh, we've got the number two pence. Yeah, I'll give total. I'm going to give total credit. Any of you know that's totally an Amy joke. So <laughs> I, I was saying boo. Or <laughs> so I guess uh, final thoughts as we go into. Uh, our thoughts on UHF before we go into some of our talking points. I love this movie. I I, know, I don't know if you guys noticed or realized this, but I'm a really big fan of this movie. I think if you like, it, it's not hard to realize that like this kind of shaped a lot of me growing up. You know what I'm saying? I see nothing of you in this from this film. <laughs> nothing at all. No, no. No, I'll be honest. I this was one I I. Again, the reason I was able to kind of go back and forth on a film and fool you into thinking I've seen this film is I just knew enough of it, but I never knew how all the connective parts actually, they had that connection, how the yeah. synapse inspired. So now seeing it with context, it's even a, it's, it's, it's a fun watch. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to probably go buy the, like, the new the, the, the Shout Blu-ray. Good, because I was going to ask you, because a lot of times, you know, I hate to say it, but since we are nerds of nostalgia, sometimes our uh, opinions of movies are tainted growing up. Because we've seen it uh, so many times and we've grown to love it. So I was kind of worried that this wouldn't as play as funny as I like thought it would. Because like I love it. and But a lot of people who haven't grown up with it. A lot of people who have grown up with it are like, fucking UHF. Right? But like, because if you see somebody who's seen it and grew up with it and ask them if they like it, they're going to like it. But if they haven't, I was worried like, oh man, is this going to be one of those ones where... People don't like his. this was much like the when we screened the cannonball run that I was afraid like, oh, man, that's going to play to a particular audience. I yeah. hope, you know, but ultimately, so I'm, I'm hoping that if a few of you are seeing it for the first time, if you will come down and talk or hey, again, if you don't want to write it on the paper and bring it down, you can engage with us that way. But I'd love to hear your thoughts because, yeah, I really did enjoy it. I'm going to go buy it on Blu-ray. Awesome. Like, I enjoyed it that much. When you so, do, let me know. I'm going to come over. We're going to watch the features. And we'll have a quote along. Indeed, indeed. Well, I want to also give a real quick shout-out now. Something we do on, again, the Nightmare Junkhead podcast is we have a little segment called Rotten Rentals Recommendations, mm-hmm. in which we usually single out one of our favorite Rotten Rentals. And Rotten Rentals, genius, tell them what are they? Rotten Rentals is these really dope things. They're like those old clamshell VHS cases back in the day, and they got all these the old cover artwork and everything. It's beautiful. All the stuff on the back i have the whole magilla but inside there's no vhs what's even cooler is it's chock full of like vintage cards there's like little figurines stickers all sorts of great stuff it is super dope and we usually try and talk about Rotten maybe Rentals it would include the, something like a harry, harry and, and the, the henderson's tops trading card thing just don't chew the gum because <laughs> um, yeah. it's probably old as shit but I do want to shout them out because they were kind enough to gift us these awesome UHF Rotten Rentals. Yes. Which is going to go wonderfully on there. So right I want to the make mantle. sure, give them a special shout on that. And again, uh, check them out. Right uh, by my trophy for world's greatest janitor and TV star. <laughs> 
<laughs> you worked hard for that. You worked hard for that. Um, so we do have some talking points out there. Um, we have a few here that we're going to talk about ourselves. So let's see here. The first one, and since this is so TV attuned, Genius, what is a favorite television show? I'm going to kind of cheat and go to... Okay, my absolute all-time favorite TV show is The Simpsons, but only yeah. seasons four through twelve. Ooh, is we do we have some Simpsons snobbery going on here? I think the first, actually, the first two or three seasons are great, but when it was when season four started, it was just transcended into another thing. I can watch season four through twelve of The Simpsons at any time at the drop of a hat. I can quote them at any time at the drop of a hat, but. Since it's the full, since it's not the full thing, it's been on for twenty five fucking years. I'm gonna go to another TV show, one of my other favorites that I've seen probably since season one. I've seen every episode of it, even though it's in thirteen seasons now. I've seen it episodes like four or five times, and that's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> the gang does a podcast. <laughs> I just want to be pure Charlie, you know. Yeah, so they they had a podcast episode. It, yeah, no, they they've they, yeah that's. So I finally, and this is going to sound like an addict, but I quit cable. Uh, I finally cut the ties of cables. So, I, yeah, I know. I know, but I'm living. He's freebasing UHF stations now? No, that's why I'm so into, like, YouTube channels now. It's become my entertainment. So I haven't been able to see the latest uh, season. However, before we went out and saw, I can't remember what movie we saw, but we went and I saw a few of them. And uh -huh. we went, oh, there's still this. And also, did you see Max Dance? Yeah, it was gorgeous. <sighs> Again. It's, it's so weird to see a movie about, like, Bleached buttholes and kitten mittens. Well, I dare dare I say much, and I'd like to say the the mission of our podcast is also have dick and fart jokes, but occasionally be transcendent enough to make you think and go, "Hey, they have a point." Yeah, they can bring some Bill and Ted energy to the universe every now and then. To our good stuff. So yeah. uh, be excellent to each other. Indeed. Well, my favorite is one that we've talked about our love of the Gilmore Girls, so I'm not going to yes! include that. No, I'm not including that. I'm not including that. Uh, another one that. I will follow. See our Critters 2 episode when we actually talked about Kreitz and Stars Hollow. Stars yeah. Hollow. Gilmore Girls is great. I think we both love it unironically so. Yeah, but you add Kreitz to it. It adds to another Even level to better. it. But I'm going to go also in the genre universe and a, um, a TV series that gets a lot of love, but something that when I revisit it, it's like revisiting old friends, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. That is such my jam. And I won't lie, I initially got into it based on a then the girlfriend saying, let's watch this, the girls are hot. And I'm like, okay, girls are hot. <laughs> and then I started watching the show, and I'm like, can we watch another one? Because girls are hot. But inside my head, I'm going, I really enjoy the... Uh, no, I should be... I really enjoy the, uh, the, uh, the story. The friendship of the story. No, that's how, that's how it happened to me with Bring It On. I'm like, I'm going to go... Because I was because at the time... Were you, were you cold? Right. <laughs> Toros in the atmosphere. Because at the time, I was in high school, and I'm like, okay... I'll go see a movie about high school high school cheerleaders. Cool. And I went and I saw it. And like five minutes, I'm like, this movie is great. You know, I just love that movie. So, no. no yeah. Hot girls are an easy way to get people hooked. And then just it's like. It's a gateway drug. Yes, it is. Yes, it's it is. Indeed. Now, our second thing here. And this is actually, again, because I have not. I hadn't seen the film before. I put three films, kind of just our thoughts. But uh, Kentucky Fried Movie versus Amazon Women on the Moon versus UHF. If you had to take one, now I know what you're gonna say. I was gonna this. say, come but on. But however, man. that's kind of a tough one with two of those, isn't it? Yes. No, no, no. It's a very tough one. UHF is the one for me. Um, but I love Amazon Women on the Moon. But I love Kentucky Fried Movie. Uh, 
I'm telling you. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah. So, uh, but you think, let's you, you think the '80s were were another time, another place? Wait till you get to the '70s. 70s. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, UHF way top shelf, middle shelf Kentucky Fried movie, and not that it's not bad, but bottom shelf Amazon Women on the Moon. I'm gonna go. Con- I'm gonna go Kentucky Fried movie, UHF Amazon Women on the Moon. Also, another one that I'd throw in there, it's a, one that I should have put in there, but it was one called Groove Tube. Yes, and Tunnel Vision. Tunnel Vision, there you go. There's, an, again, deep cuts here. This just shows you what, what, what a weird kind of subsection this genre is, actually, mm-hmm. beyond UHF. The, now, movie, the, the TV parodied movies. Yeah. There's a lot of There's them. a lot of those out there. Well, speaking of parody, favorite Weird Al song there, genius. Ooh. <laughs> that, was like, that was a deep Ric Flair-esque Ooh, kind of thing there. Yeah, because like, I like... I like Weird Al. I had a couple of CDs. I used to love Christmas at Ground Zero. <laughs> That's a good dope song. Um, his polka medleys are great. They're really good. But, yeah, they're really good. But I think the one that I just kind of come back to and come back to and come back to, Amish Paradise. <laughs> There's something so like perfect with it. But I it's, have a feeling if like we you sh- on your on your once again you're killing it on the on the pre-show, oh, dude. Thanks. Um but there was a interview with Weird Al where he was talking to Conan O'Brien about the uh chicken pot pie, yes. the fairy of live and let die. I think if he ever made that, that would have been my favorite one cuz that is <laughs> fucking brilliant. It is brilliant. It is brilliant. <laughs> and that's the great thing I love about Weird Al. He's brilliant in his ridiculous and simplistically. It's simplistically complex. Complexed. And I know that you, some people would scoff at this, but I could see him like being the recipient of like a MacArthur grant, you know, because if John Zorn can get one, damn it, so can Weird Al. He should be the fucking poet laureate is what he should. He's wonderful, but he does straddle that line of someone where you can, I'll listen to an argument where someone is going to argue with Weird Al is a genius. I'll listen to that no, argument. I totally believe he is. He's br- To be that consistently funny for that many years and to be that engraved into and people's heads. And also to become relevant in yeah. multiple millenniums. And the fact that you know you've made it as a musician yep. when Weird Al makes fun of you. Yep. That's the same yep. thing. You know you've made it big when you're on The Simpsons. You know you made it when Weird Al does a parody of your song. That is That should be like the crown jewel of any musician. That's what they strive to be. One of these days, I'm going to be so famous, Weird Al makes fun of me. Yep. You know? I would, I would, God, it would be a wonderful thing. So I'm going to just go very basic because that's probably me. Uh, just um, another one rides the bus. It's simplistic, and it also has a great line of, I'll be joining the perverts in the back. And anytime you can incorporate the word perverts, for some reason it makes me giggle and laugh, it works for me. So now is the time when we are going to class the joint up, and we are going to go ahead and start asking you guys if you want to come down and come on down. But uh, And listen, we know this wasn't funny 20 years ago. It's not funny now, but it's become somewhat of a tradition here on the podcast. FMK, in this case, it's going to be the Channel 62 edition. So here we're going to fornicate, marry, or kill three potential folks here. And we do have Cooney from Wheel of Fish. Uh, We have Raul from Raul's Wild Kingdom. And we do have, of course, Philo from Secrets of the Universe. Secrets, secrets, secrets of of, of the universe. universe, universe. So genius, shall I give you, uh, shall you go first? Do you want me to go? You go first, sir. Since this is your first time watch, let's see what what the newbie has (laughs) to say. Let's see what got me all riled up. Yeah. Well, ultimately, first and foremost, just because I want to make sure I cross this off the list so, again, I don't end up on a special list, is I'm going to have to kill Raul. Because as charming as he was, as much fun as the shenanigans I think we could have, ultimately, they're going to probably involve animals. 
and endangerment of animals. And you know me, I, beep, I beep, love. Beep, beep, I don't want to teach Lola how to fly. Okay, that's just <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm scratching that on my off my list. It's not going to happen. So unfortunately, Raul has to go. Okay, but I'll, I'll say this: he wore a mustache and a soul patch really nicely. Oh, back to Raul not to bring this down. <laughs> Me killing someone? No, go ahead. No, go ahead. back to uh, something I forgot. Did you notice at the very very the credits? It says this film is dedicated to the Mary. He uh, passed away. Yeah, during the filming of the yeah. movie. Yeah, that's why he only had two or three scenes. Oh, now you're now you're making me feel doubly bad. Sorry. Oh my God! Now we have incepted here on my, on our FMK. Well, okay. So from the kill, let's see here. I'm actually gonna. I guess mm, I'm. Mm, Who's gonna fuck Greg? Uh, I'm going to F Cooney, okay? I'm going to go with my instinct, my initial instinct with Cooney, because... Long duck dong. Whoa, I, boom, I did not think about that, but, well, damn, now that does uh, add another uh, layer to the, uh, to the game. <laughs> no, I was going to simply go, because if I'm going to be consistent, uh, when we went and talked a little bit about some FMKs on, I think it was like Kung Fu People, I mentioned my need of the aural, A-U-R, you know, just for the hearing. And so, you know, Cooney is a kung fu master, right? Yeah. So, you know, he's going to be loud. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking he's flexible. Flexible. Again, uh, Abby is the elbows, right? You know, I think that was your Tony Jai thing. It just... It, oh. See, we're getting there. We're getting See? there. We're See? getting there. He could, be, he could potentially be debasing. If it's an F kind of thing, that's what I'm going to do. That's fine. I'm going to ride the wave. But also, I'm thinking afterwards, we're going to get sushi. And that's yeah. pretty rad. Or Rotha even... Fish. Sushi before because I hear that's kind of one of those drive Afro aphrodisiac, or you can get you can get depends either, on what you eat. Okay, right? you're going to either get sushi or nothing, <laughs> absolutely nothing. And then I'm going to marry and settle down with Philo. Initially, I was going to do this because I was kind of attracted to him because, and I'm going to throw this out there, he kind of looks like John Carpenter. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and so, hey, why not? You know. Hey. He even sounds like him. Secrets. <laughs> well, our version of John universe. Carpenter. Thanks. But also, he's guy. He's gonna be fun to hang out with. You know, I can only imagine waking up Sunday mornings eating, a, you know, a cinnamon roll with him as he's making our own coffee because he knows the secrets of the universe. And it's like made out of, in a nuclear reactor. Yeah. You know, just something with just a hint Mr. of fusion. Yes. <laughs> a hint of plutonium. Right. Right. So, no, yeah, I'm going to uh, F. Cooney, uh, kill Raul, and marry Philo. Genius, what are you going to get down and dirty with? I'm going to kill Cooney because while it would be cool to diddle him because he is a kung fu master, um, I, I have a self-esteem issue and I can't be yelled at and called stupid <laughs> constantly. You know, like, uh, did you bring the, the chips? Oh, I forgot. Stupid! Just constant. I can't do that. I'm gonna have a complex. He's gonna constantly be offering you choices, and you know what happens if you choose wrong. Exactly. He's just calling. I can't do that. I'm a delicate flower. Yeah, that's. Um. See, this is tough. This is tough. I'm going to fuck Raul because he's down with the animals. So you know, there's all kinds of like. Not down with the animals, you know, like uh -huh, be, there's uh -huh. like beastly Tre stuff going on. Tread He's like, lightly, genius. He like, take me like a hippo or something, you know, and like, and that's da so dangerous that you got to be like in a bed of water, you know, you're gonna file your teeth down or be hungry, hungry. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, I'm gonna get animalistic with Raul and oh. I'm gonna live a very happy and fun life with Philo because one, he knows all the secrets of the universe. You know it's gonna be like a low-key Rick and Morty shenanigans if I get if I get married with him. Plus, 
He's like an alien. So fucking squiddly diddly, dude. Fucking, did you see him at the very end? He got a large march. He's going to like, and now my true form. And I'm like, don't dream it. It's going to be awesome. So I'm going to live my life. I'm going to live my... I'm going to live my life married to Secrets of the Universe Philo on another planet doing awesome shit and then come back to Earth and fuck Raul and then go back up to, to my happy land. Dude, you've, and again, not that, you know, I don't think you've I've thought about I've had 20 years of marinating on these questions, dude. Hit me with another. <laughs> Been waiting your entire life to ask that. I'd fuck Billy Barty. I'd kill... You have you have like you know the 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 the, the backups for the backup the contingency <laughs> yeah. everything in between. I have, I have from plan A to plan UHF. Oh. Oh, that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> and again, and you know I do some bad puns here. So we do have some volunteers one. coming down here. So remember to make sure you are speaking into the mic so the people at home can hear you. But here on my right, who do we have here? Hey, I'm Tyler. Tyler, how we hey, doing? Tyler, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks good, for good. Of course. And on our left, I'm Chad. Hey, Chad. Shut up, Chad Vu. <laughs> yes, indeed, Chad Vu. All right, so I got to ask you, Tyler, um, I'm going to break the fourth wall. You, because we promote a lot of podcasts here, uh, you actually have a horror podcast as well here in the Kansas City area. Would you like to plug and promote it for a minute? Sure. Uh, if you like talking... Uh, about smart horror, we have a show that drops every Monday called The Horror Pod Class, where we talk about like uh, usually a sociological or a pedagogical concept and a horror movie that uh, if you like smart stuff, you might be into. Our so, audience will not know. I don't know and what you're talking And now you're here to. on this show with Dick yeah. and Fart. And yeah, now, so oh, we have plenty of that, too. We have plenty of like, that, too. I don't know those words, and I'm going to assume you're talking down to me, okay? So <laughs> no, we're getting a little... Stupid! <laughs> <laughs> No, but of course, no. And uh, also, you actually put on a great uh, local horror trivia. Yeah. That was yeah. a lot of fun that yeah. I'm glad I got to enjoy. So I got to ask, so have you, you, what's your experience with UHF? Uh, so when I was nine, my dad went through this phase where he like was like, my son, my only son is growing up. So like every Sunday we went to the movie. And uh, the first movie uh, he took me to was Lord of the Flies. <laughs> and the second oh. movie <laughs> he let me pick, and it was yeah. UHF. So, uh, yeah, it was it was great. I think he hated it, but I loved it. And so I was excited to see it pop up today. From Piggy to Twinkies. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> way different. That's a journey. Way, way different. So feel. had it been a while since you've actually seen it? Yeah, well, probably. Uh, maybe not quite, you know, since I was nine. But, you know, certainly probably 10, 15 years. Did it hold up? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Weird Al is awesome. So, like the Conan the Librarian stuff. Don't oh. you know the Dewey Decimal System? Uh, it landed, you know. And it the still Dewey Decimal so System is actually outdated as well if you want to get all library nerdy. It's, so, it's bizarre. again, so many things of this film that could only happen in the 1980s. Yeah. Chad, what is your experience with this film? I would have to say that I am definitely a Weird Al fan. Uh -huh. I, mean, I knew most of the albums even before UHF came out. You know, just fell in love with his one song that he did on, like, Transformers the movie. I was just right there. Dare to be stupid. There <laughs> yes, we go. Yes. I was the kid that would stay, try to stay awake or set my alarm. Uh, so 102.1. Dr. Uh, Dr. Demento went to uh, 45. Yes. Speaking of which, did you catch his cameo? It, it, he was in. He was in the audience. He, he was the one with whipped cream yep. in his mouth. <laughs> yep. Yep. Doctor, Doctor Demento. Demento nerds. Uh huh. Yes. And the Forty Five with Weird Al. And then later on, I've like seen him in concert three times. So yeah, I've just been right there. Oh. Um, yeah. I'll get him. I'll get him. Okay. And so and so you've seen the movie before. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, multiple times I ended up getting the DVD of it. Did you see it in the theater? No, I did not get that particular pleasure. I lived in a very small town, and a lot of times it's like the one movie theater wouldn't get a lot of movies. Well, see, that's the bad thing, and I think why this movie didn't get as big. I mean, it's definitely a cult movie, and I think the reason why, like, it didn't get a lot of play is, like you said, there was a lot of smaller venues because it came out at the exact date and the exact day that Batman came out. Yep. So there was no way that UHF was going to beat Batman. So I was in South Carolina, and I chose Batman, and I saw Batman <laughs> at Myrtle Beach, and it was the greatest thing ever. Right. So, hey, so it's fucking Batman. So let's go to our talking points here. Uh, Tyler, what is a favorite television show? So uh, I grew up in Kansas City, uh, and uh, I watched Channel 41 all the time. And one of the shows I remember sneaking a watch was Friday the 13th, the television show. With Curious Antiques? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was great. So uh, I used to stay up late. I think it was usually on a Friday night. And, uh, you know, it's campy, and we watched some episodes for the podcast a while ago. Uh, it still holds up if you kind of like the camp and, you know. See, I was wondering about that because we were talking about Friday the 13th, the series. Mm -hmm. And my only beef with that one was because I watched it when it would come on, uh -huh. but they always played it out of order. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, you're like, oh. Which cast are you getting or whatever? Exactly. Which yeah, cast? Yeah. Which, which, yeah. Girl, which final girl are we getting yes, now? Yes. Which cousin? Big hair and shoulder pads. Either way. That's oh, all oh okay. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> That was very crass. I apologize. <laughs> That's my job. That's your favorite TV show there, Chad. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go the shredded wheat method. The adult in me loves Firefly, but the kid in me always loved the old 70s Buck Roger. Beady, beady, beady. Because it had dun, 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 yes. dun, dun, had an epic theme song. Yeah, and also for Aaron... Uh, we're going creeps and nostalgia here. I'm Dude, so sorry, and I'm doing it. I watched it for Beatty. I thought Beatty was the coolest fucking thing. I wanted like Hervé Velasquez, a, a metal one of those. It was a pretty rad show, actually. Yeah. yeah. yeah Although, and of course, Firefly, brown coats, Captain. Oh yeah. I yeah. thought you were gonna say the kid in me loved Firefly, but the adult in me loves Firefly too. That's what I thought you were gonna go with that. Nah. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. So, <laughs> taking a look, uh, rank them down. Kentucky Fried Movie, Amazon. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh. Tyler, favorite song. Favorite Weird Al song. Oh, no, we have. Yeah, we're. That's that's third. Oh. <laughs> Shit. I, I we're, give we're that to you now. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. My bad. Wow. I'm all uh, thinking about Philo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Squidly diddly. Uh, Kentucky Fried Movie, Amazon Women on the Moon, UHF. Uh, probably UHF, Kentucky Fried Movie, Amazon Woman on the Moon. Uh, I'm an 80s guy, you know, so uh, Kentucky Fried Movie's almost a little before my time. Uh, it's 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 great, but I don't know. Ooh, it's it's got a UHF has a soft place in my heart, so yep. gotta go my number one. That works, Chad. I'd have to say UHF definitely on top, and then Amazon Women on the Moon only because it was actually on my radar because I used to catch it on like Cinemax at night. <laughs> Cinemax. And then finally the <laughs> Kentucky Fried Movie. That works, that works. Nice. And then, so let's get into the favorite Weird Al song then. Now is the Finally. time of the Weird Al yes, song. Genius, we will get to it. Yeah. Uh, I think it might have been part of the pre-show, but uh, Just Eat It. And I, it, it's for the banana. Like, I remember vividly the, the banana in the, the video. So it was one of the first parody videos I think I saw on MTV. So yeah, man, that, that's a good one. Speaking of the be, Eat It on the pre-show, that was weird as Fuck, dude. That Japanese game show. And yeah. I think, like, the joke stopped when he started, like, 
giving the, that wa- lobster man an awful waffle. I think he's like, this wasn't part of the script. So like, yeah. Wait, I no, I'm not even gonna ask what an awful waffle is, knowing in context. Of, oh, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> so no, that one, yeah, ultimately definitely works. Now, okay, we've got a super fan here. So yeah. Let's keep it under five minutes, Chad. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to keep it under like four. Or so uh, I know that the adult in me definitely loves like the saga begins. Um, I also enjoy when I was your age. Uh, and these are like real deep cuts because a lot of these are more of the parody styles more than the actual parody songs. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I was a kid, I loved King of Suede, which was done off of a uh, police King song. King of Pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Dog Eat Dog. That's Boom. Yeah. I'm going to have to <laughs> seek them out. So uh, let's get weird here, gang. Uh, FMK Channel 62 Edition. Cooney Raul Philo. Uh, I noticed Tyler has notes and it looks like pictures, so yeah, I'm not yeah. sure what that wow. means. Uh, but we'll get to it there. That Land is the secret of the universe. Hey, <laughs> I, I had to map out my strategy, all right? <laughs> uh, so I said, uh, Mary Raul, uh, mostly because before he threw those dogs out the window, he was really sweet to them. So I thought, you know, if I'm looking long term, uh, I wouldn't go next to any windows and maybe he might treat me pretty nice. So. Uh, I would say uh, for the F, uh, Philo, uh, because like smart guys rock. So uh, <laughs> I know I'm, things. Yeah, right. I'm I'm a nerd, so I want to be you know with somebody that's also a nerd. Not to mention kind of freaky in the bedroom, maybe. So yeah, <laughs> squiddly okay, diddly. Right, There's right. something about it. Right. Uh, and so ultimately, that leaves me with uh, Cooney and like. You know, bad racial stereotypes eh, probably should die anyways. Also, yeah, I don't like uh, calling people stupid. So if I got <laughs> if I gotta go with somebody, uh, you probably get the axe or the samurai sword or whatever. Speaking of calling people stupid, I have a very strong feeling that I'm gonna call everybody stupid at work tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> at like, least stupid. You're <laughs> so stupid. The residual effects of UHF. Uh-huh. You know, about three days into it. Well, you know what. Not too creepy. Uh, well reasoned. I right, like it. Right. And now, actually, now that I look at things right side up, it makes sense. So I'm not <laughs> questioning anything. So Chad, who you gonna fuck? <laughs> All right. I think I'm gonna go ahead and, and go with Raoul. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, I mean, obviously, it's gonna be one heck of a wild ride, and that's about probably all you can take at that particular moment in time, and it's I'm, gone. I'm telling you. <laughs> it, apparently, effing is a young man's game anymore. That's. Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> they got uh, pills for that. I'm going to go with Mary uh, Cooney, uh-huh. uh, mainly because he's tough, but fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Philo's got to go. That man only blinked three times during the entire movie. I counted. <laughs> he's Angela's dad. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that was a good pull. Okay. So that actually, very nice, very nice. So uh, in mm. lieu of these answers, genius, you are the, uh, the gatekeeper here. Okay. I have a feeling that you would appreciate... Based from on. my own personal collection, Chad, the best of Benny Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my fingers stuck in me, boom. And for you, since you're all about deep pulls and whatnot, this is a movie kind of in the vein of uh, UHF, but a lot serious. But has uh, Robert Wool from Batman. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. And it's called Open Season. Very cool. <laughs> So from our collection to yours, gang, give them a round of applause for coming down. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So we do ask if anyone else would like to come down. Uh, We've got a few more minutes if you'd like. Uh, There we go. We got you. Excellent. Excellent. There we go. 
And so a uh, reminder of your nerd knowledge trailers for next month's Monday Mystery Movie Night. Uh, we start with Richard Grieco's If Looks Could Kill. Uh-huh. We add a little Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Show enough. And then we uh, finish it off with Kurt Warner's uh, Jim Cotta. Mm-hmm. And it's I like how we're able to put names in front of all of those titles. Actually, there's something to be said for that. Jim Cotta. But That's if you throw great. all three of those things together, you will have next month's Monday Mystery Movie Night. So before we get into who, you ju- who came down, I would like to say thank you for who did not come down. And I'm not to talk shit, but I was kind of nervous if Abby was going to come in because I'm afraid she was going to bring me a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. <laughs> we, yeah, it was. <laughs> in fact, I'll be honest. The first time I saw that on screen, I immediately looked to see if Abby was here. So I was like, oh, my God, that's the person that would do it. But as we found out, it has to come organically. You okay. know, it's not a you know, predated bit. So here on our right, your name, good sir. Um, David. David, how are you doing today? I'm good. Excellent. So, um... Were you familiar with UHF? Um, I knew about it, but I've never seen it before. Ooh. I was like one when it came out. So oh. Ah, yes. Yeah, so you're our primo audience for this. First timer and a little bit young. So that being said, did you find it funny? Um, yeah, it's like it has that goofy to it. Keep but talking. It's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him through it. Yeah, I've always been a big weird. Weird Al was actually my first concert. Oh. So when did you get to see him? Um, like 2003. Ah, uh, okay. So, how many like costume changes did he do? Um, he did quite a few. <laughs> like he did the, I think it's right after he did the Eminem one. Oh, um, was that the white and nerdy? No. Gonna say so. It, it was off the eight mile movie the oh. lose yourself oh there we go okay. okay i was got so many freaking parodies at this point yeah. it's, it's rough to say no that's uh, that works so yeah so i thought it was weird like in the movie i was watching like he's the host of like a kid's show and he fails at it when i was a kid in 1997 he actually had a kid's show called the weird, the weird Al, Al, Al show yeah, and it only lasted like a season, a season, yeah, six episodes, something oh. like that. So it was weird so. watching the that in this movie. It's like, no, no, don't do it, Weird Al. That's so beyond that, you know. So is it something? Were you aware of the film beforehand? Was yeah, it? I knew. Like, I watched a lot of VH1, so okay. There's a lot of you learn a lot of pop culture stuff when you. It, that's so true. But did you like the movie? Didn't like it? Really liked it? Um, I liked it. Cool. Like, Awesome. That works. That works. Now here on the oh, left. Oh shit! I spoke too soon. She, she's not wielding gifts. If you guys are gonna talk to me from the back, I might as well just come up here. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. So on the left now, who do we have? Abby. Hey, Miss Abby. Hi. So much like David here. Uh, <laughs> Sans snacks. Yeah, no snacks. No snacks. So thoughts on UHF? So I always saw that on on VH1, like you were talking about. Actually. It's really funny. I thought that was just a Weird Al video. The like, is it like the sledgehammer type video? Oh, the Dire Straits one, yeah, the money for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was. I guess when I'm flipping channels, I just thought that was a music video for Weird Al. I know the difference between the two, but I didn't realize that was part of the movie. Right. That's crazy, isn't it? Well, yeah. I've only just seen parts of it. I've never seen it all the way through. Oh, so what'd you think? I liked it. Okay. Oh, no, no, this is good, because now oh. we have kind of a, a, a little nice balance, actually, of the, you know, like and like. Well, first of all, I will say, when you're younger, you don't understand it. Like, you understand bits, and you might laugh at them, but that was, like, almost too ADD for a small child. <laughs> who didn't, who, all the jokes kind of went over their head. But another thing was, 
that was a really good copy of it. Like, it didn't look old. Yeah. And and if you try to watch it now, I felt like when I saw it on TV, it definitely had that older look 80s to it. 80s veneer. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that 80s veneer, though. It just kind of gives it that, like, nostalgic feel, which sometimes no, can be dangerous. But No, I do, too, but for seeing it in the movie theater and kind of forcing myself to watch it with fresh eyes, it really helped, I think. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it still looks pretty good and still holds up really well. And it's fucking awesome to see it the big screen. And I'm glad you guys were able to see it yes. for the first time here. And again, we always preach the communal experience, everyone coming together. So that is awesome as well. So over here, uh, David, favorite television show? I, don't know, I, I know it's recent, but probably Walking Dead. Just because ah. of uh, FYI, on uh, me, there's a podcast called the Media Rewind Podcast that does uh, <laughs> that does episode recaps of uh, Walking Dead, and you uh, can hear his opinion all you want. Tell us a little yeah. bit more about why you like Walking Dead. <laughs> I, it's um, I've actually enjoyed it more because I've been listening to your podcast on it. Oh, so. shout out the circle. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, it's it's a great show. Isn't yeah, it? it's it's one of those shows where you like it gets slow and you're thinking you're gonna get out of it, and then like Negan shows up and you're back in. And what do you think about really quickly? What do you think about the new direction? I think it's fine. It's um, I didn't expect it at all, like yeah. what they did in it, but it's it's growing. It could sort of reboots the show a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's different, but I think it could go somewhere interesting and expand it a little bit more. Me too. I'm looking forward to it. Nice, nice. So again, so I, it's always nice when you, you know a listener. That's pretty rare. I know, right? So uh, Miss Abby? Uh, that just reminds me real quick. Do you know how many people have seen your photo, Greg, and said, that guy looks like Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Really? Yes. Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yeah. I don't see it. Hmm. I see Stephen Ogg, but I, I don't. I don't know. See. I meant it's it's just in photographs. So someone said that weird guy from Grand Theft Auto. Stephen Ogg. Oh, okay, oh, there it is. <laughs> I, I don't know that that language, but thank you. He's I, cool, dude. Stephen Ogg is the shit. Okay. And Greg, you're more handsome and you're cooler. Well, thank you. Okay, so happy <laughs> favorite movie or favorite TV <laughs> show? Uh, right now, it's The Good Place. Yes, The Good Place is so fucking good. It and is. I want to thank you for introducing me to The Good Place because I love that show. Chidi is the best. Yeah, basic. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> and Abby, you are that gateway for so many things. I, it's, it's, it's so funny because then Genius made, oh, yeah, I watched the show. Why uh, Abby recommended it to me. It's like, boom. <laughs> and then I don't see him for like a week. I got to say, if Abby recommends something, it's, it's good. pretty good. She's a cool barometer. Like she, I'm I'm a barometer yeah, of cool. Yeah. You, know? no, so. you can trust Abby's opinion yes. on that. So, Kentucky Fried Movie, Amazon Women on the Moon, UHF. How do you rank them, David? Um, UHF's the only one I've seen, so. That works! That That works! I will say, if you go into any of the two films, be warned of Kentucky Fried Movie. (laughs) It's truly a product of its time, so it's a... I've heard of Kentucky Fried Movie, but I don't think I've even heard of Amazon Women on the Moon. That one is a... Check, that one's a more safe recommendation. That one, actually, that or... No, the group No, it's not safe, because Amazon Women's got on the Moon got a lot more nudity and sex in it. Oh, does it? Than than Kentucky Fried. Well, again, it was... Yeah, Although Kentucky Fried did have Catholic high school girls in trouble. <laughs> but which was show me your nuts. <laughs> but like so, Abby, Kentucky Fried Movie, Amazon Women on the Moon, UHF. I haven't seen Amazon Women on the Moon. Um, ah. and for some reason, no pun intended, but Kentucky Fried Movie was easier to digest when I was younger. <laughs> I don't know how. I have no idea how. Because you weren't offended. 
Yeah, well, because, you know, because, like, when you you're young. You had a steady diet of zinc oxide. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely think UHF now. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, so let's get weird. Let's get funky. FMK, Channel wait, 62 wait, wait, edition. Oh, Weird Al song. song. Now I'm getting ahead like you are. Right? Favorite Weird Al song? Um, Probably Amish Paradise. It's that's one where I, I was probably like six when it came out. Oh, so. I feel old as shit now. <laughs> Thanks, dude. But it, it's weird because I probably heard the Amish Paradise version before the gangsters. The actual version. Now I feel like you're That's extra hell old. Thanks, dude. <laughs> That's super rad, though. So you were kind of reverse engineered into the original. Yeah. Pro- I probably heard both of them around the exact same time when they came out. You, did you do that with any other Weird Al songs? Um, I don't think so. I think that was just the big one that came out when I was a little kid. Like a lot of people, like 10 years older, would probably say... Like a Michael Jackson <laughs> one or something. Oh. That makes sense. No, 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 Abby's like, no, I'm feeling Now old. she's like changing my answers. <laughs> he answered for me. Ah, snap. Uh. Okay, that's okay. Throw out another one there. Or actually add on. I know you got another one. No, I, I was going to say beat it because that's what made me realize that his songs were parodies because <laughs> I think uh, I grew up with Michael Jackson in the house. Like They didn't have much music at home. My parents kind of thought it was noise. But one thing they did have was Michael Jackson. Uh, there's a couple other ones too, but that that's one that I actually <laughs> did like. And so when I heard uh, "Eat It," it was funny, and I thought, "Man, this guy's hilarious!" And the music video was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It's top shelf. Well, I realized I'm upset that he's never, and I don't know if this is something maybe he's approached her before, but Madonna has that song "Holidays." I always thought Weird Al could do a great song and call it "Hollandaise," but about the 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 hollandaise sauce. I bet he gets that a lot. I actually. I was dreading coming down here slightly, and that has nothing to do with you guys. It's just, I don't know how to say this, but uh, I was like, I'm going to have to talk because I've actually worked for Weird Al also. Ah, please. (laughs) Personal anecdotes. You guys were pretty spot on with, like, he is a really, really nice guy. His whole crew is really nice. Um, But you'd be really surprised. I think you would get along with him really well. He seemed very introverted. Really? Okay. I can see that. But yet he's very outgoing when it comes to people and speaking in front of crowds. So uh, I did merch for him. And before dinner and everything or before like in backstage and everything, like he eats over his plate like very guarded, very enclosed. Was it a pile of mashed potatoes? It was not. <laughs> I was re- and now I'm really disappointed. I would have just like slowly went over to them, put them on a plate and just slid them across the table. Not said a word. Like if I had known, I would have just done that. Just, would you make them a twi- Twinkie Wiener sandwich <laughs> in a glass of I milk? I wouldn't have gone that, but I would have just like put the mashed potatoes and just slid it very slowly in front of them and not said anything. This means something. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's and neat it's that you also met Weird Al. Know that he is when Super you dope. It's yeah. he's obviously saving all of his energy for the show, and he put on an amazing show. That's what I hear. It was unbelievable. So he had these little video segues in between, um, because you know I, you don't usually see that from a performer because it was like a whole whole video, like little interviews talking back and forth. But he would do like a medley with costume changes on stage like he'd just rip his clothes off and it would be the like next costume cops? yeah it was crazy, crazy. That's it was rad. really good that is rad no and again that's the reason he's staying relevant through so many generations at this point that's why i'm glad we got some youngsters in here uh so now <laughs> um let's see here definitely fmk uh, channel 62 edition cooney raul philo what are we getting freaky with 
probably um, Raul. Like, I wouldn't want to marry him because he's got way too many pets. Like, I'm okay with a cat or two, but... I didn't... Oh, the place probably smells, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, okay, now that's... No, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Because so. I was like, too many pets. I like animals, but yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a point. Yeah. I like the way you think. Um, I'd probably marry Philo just because he's... Now he's the alien guy. Yeah, so... He could take <laughs> me away into space. I don't know. Space travel is a plus, actually. That's a, that's a secret of a marriage, I believe. And so you're going to kill Cooney? Um, oh, he's going to get... Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> was, was it, was it I don't know if fish is okay, but... Yeah, uh, too much fish. <laughs> it's uh, bad for the diet. That's actually pretty well thought too out. Too much mercury. Very nice, very nice. So on the left, we leave it to Miss Abby, FMK. There's some joke in there about how you guys were going to make this hard by not putting Conan the Librarian in there. But then I was mm. like, I guess it wouldn't be hard. It'd be flaccid. Ha! <laughs> because you don't have him in there. These guys, they're not, they're not actually what I'd be attracted to. So you're pitying us. All right. Yeah, but uh, so I have got pretty similar answers. Um, I would kill Raul because you can't be be like bad to animals that's terrible to at first him. i was like oh yeah and then i was like no he's hurting the animals i was really excited to be able to have like be a cat lady but it wouldn't be me it'd be him <laughs> but then i was like oh no there there's a pile of puppies <laughs> yeah, a pile uh, of poodles is an issue yeah and I'm not sure if he actually wants to hurt them or if he's just not smart enough to take care of them either way it's not good Okay. Uh, so I guess I would have to uh, fornicate with Cooney. Um, mm -hmm. it, it would be nice to bring him home to my mom just once, so I brought home a nice Asian guy. <laughs> but I don't want to marry him. I just want to make her proud for a split second so that she's like, hey, at least you tried. But also the flexibility and everything. But I don't need anyone telling me that I'm so stupid anymore because that's <laughs> – I mean, you, you've, got the, you've got the really strict Asian parents to do that for you. It's fine. <laughs> it, it, oh, what? No. You got an A? What? No, A plus? Right? <laughs> Stupid! Stupid! Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to be marrying then? I'm marrying Philo because I, uh, or Philo. It's Philo? Philo. Philo. That's what I said it right first time. Yeah. Okay. So Philo, um, I have a chemistry degree, and I love that the plutonium comment just really cracked me up. I mean, you got... He's not attractive, but In I mean. In a typical sense. <laughs> yeah, but then you. Well, I guess if you go for the John Carpenter. I was going to say Sandy Carpenter is going to have an issue with you. <laughs> but uh, you got an alien there. I mean, you got uh, the the guy who can do everything. He can he can change a television station. He can spy on whoever. He can make plutonium. Mm -hmm. I'm into it. See, I'm telling you. Utility. It's, it's practicality. It is. It is. That makes sense. Well, Don't dream it. He's he's kind of like the good-hearted mad scientist. Yeah. yeah. I like that. For the benefit of humanity. I think that is phenomenal. So for such candid honesty here on our right, uh, from Genius's own personal VHS collection, and it's also because of the last one we have, uh, you are going <laughs> to be getting one of the most mad Capri films of all time, <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Ah! 
Hat, now, have you seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Um, yeah. Excellent. Okay, Actually, got to make sure. Got to make sure. And of course, Miss Abby, because you unearthed them, but we're going to give you a couple anyway. The Nerds of Nostalgia and Atomic Cotton stickers. Thank you. Thank you. Give them a round of applause for coming down. Yep. All right. So again, we'd like to thank everyone for coming out tonight. Um, Genius, thank you for making this recommendation, and I'm glad I got to experience this. I'm glad I got you got to experience this too. I mean, it'd be one thing if we shown it, and for your first time, you're like, "Dude, I've never seen it before." Well, let's watch it now. We'll, we're down here. We're down well, there. There's a reason Hala, I did. Now as, we're here. It's I did like it as a better. surprise. You yes, know, it's it great. Um, but again, uh, so look out next month uh, for our next Monday Mystery Movie Night, which is again our gift to. Everyone in <laughs> Kansas City, anyone that listens to our show, because the film that we're going to be screening does have a Blu-ray release, so it's you know it's out there uh, and it's loads of fun. But um, yeah, thank you, Genius, for this recommendation. Thanks for doing this again. And uh, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, thanks for all our listeners, people that come out, people that retweet, all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Rotten Reynolds. Thanks to uh, the Horror Pod Class. Uh, just everyone out there, thank you. Uh, until this, the next time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. Reminding you it's never too late to get nerdy about nostalgia. Stupid! Stupid!